your mama. Nate Doggy Dog. What's up, Al? Good good to see you. I almost said Nate Doggy Dog right in the middle of your drink there. My uh, grape juice. That's uh, a dark yeah. beverage. I wasn't sure if it was a stout or if it was a grape grape drink. It's, sure. a, it's a glass of wine tonight. I um I'm out of I'm out of whiskey, don't feel like a beer, and I thought it'd be appropriate to sip on something while we're mm. while we're podcasting. I like a decent glass of wine. I normally just buy Aldi wine. It's three dollars, and it's it's very good actually for three dollars. Yeah, so I, three dollars tastes like thirty. <laughs> wine to me is still one of the things that you can't that like. I've had a great glass of wine, and I've yeah. had glasses of wine, but there's just so much in the middle that you can get three those stuff from Aldi, or I, I generally go in the ten dollar, fifteen dollar range because I'm doing wow. I'm doing pretty well. But you got uh, a job. But yeah, yeah, I got a job unlike you. The the thing, the the alcohol that to me has the greatest shift in like you it really is worth it is champagne. Not worth really? it. Really? Say worth it. Yeah, but interesting. I don't I, think I've had enough champagne to, to well, decide on that. Yeah, you've probably had crappy champagne though. Yeah, I've had an Andre a hundred yeah, times, probably. Yeah. And that's like, okay, I can't have more than half a glass of this because it's it's just <laughs> it really is not good, actually. Yeah, now that I remember it. Good. It, it always makes me feel like it tastes good because it's like after the Royals won the World Series or you get married or something, you know, these momentous occasions. But I don't think I've ever had good champagne. So there's some there's a situation where a friend of mine whose brother is a distributor of alcohol or I don't know, he got this like $150 bottle of champagne. And we were like, well, let's drink it. So we drank. It was unbelievable. It was ah. it was really like the best glass of alcohol I've had almost of any other glass of alcohol, you know, whiskey, any, anything, you know? So it, it, I don't know. I, I have nothing more to say other than uh, wow, champagne is good. With a name like champagne, it's got to taste good. It better be. Yeah. It's definitely the best name for any alcohol. Bourbon's bourbon's next. Bourbon wow, is a cool hey, name. That's a list. That's a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, all right. I go, I go champagne bourbon. Tequila uh, has great uses. Like it's tequila, tequila is really, really fun too. Like what it is. And like it's very Hispanic and like party, you know. That's true. That's true. Beer and wine just don't like don't sound that great. Remember. <laughs> Beer sounds like something Paul could say, my son, already. You if know, I can say it, I don't want to drink it. <laughs> but yeah, champagne, I guess you always hear in like or when I'm reading books of like fancy. Um, like gentleman in moscow did you ever read that one uh, he was oh great great read great read dylan cott for listening give me my damn copy of gentleman in moscow back already he's had it for a year be an adult oh, i know um but yeah champagne he's always seemed to be drinking a nice glass of champagne but i've only think i've ever had andre andre 3000 who, who just gets a glass outside of uh a, ch- a toast or a wedding or something you know what claire's gone this weekend maybe i should go buy a nice bottle of champagne Get yourself if, a, a real daddy soda. If any listeners are welcome or are excited to buy me, to Venmo me like $15, I'll go buy a $15 bottle of champagne tonight. Good luck. I'll, I'll head over to Hi V or HIV as Seth Robert calls it. HIV is funny. That's good. a pretty good joke. I couldn't believe I never thought of it. We were, we were grilling brats and he goes, are these those HIV brats? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Freaking Every kill once me. in a while, Seth really, really, yeah, really, really nails my my nails my funny bone, man. All right, all right, Nate, we're we're, we're let's get into it. I'm excited. Um, we've we've got a great topic. Um, something that has been really on my heart. You know, normally we've we've been we've been doing a lot of pop culture books, movies, kind of stuff lately, which has been fun. But this one's just more of like a, a topic of the soul, a topic of my my own heart recently. Um, so about 10 days ago, I officially got rid of my Facebook. Um, it was a Sunday night. I believe we had gotten home from a trip. My wife had gotten rid of her Facebook about a month previously. And I kept making all these excuses and stuff. And I was like, no, what, Claire, hold me to it tomorrow night. I'm going to get on. I'm going to figure out how to deactivate it. No, I don't have to necessarily get rid of it totally, but I'm deactivated and gotten rid of it. And I'll tell you about my experience a little bit more, but, um, it has really got me wondering, really got me thinking, and even praying more so um, these last 10 days of um, a question I feel like would be a really good topic for, for you and I to discuss, good topic for all of us to consider. But what sort of place does social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, um, I guess you could even kind of throw YouTube in there, but what place does social, social media hold? And the heart, the soul, and the mind of a of the of the modern Christian, the modern Catholic. It's fascinating to think about. Uh, this has been around for what fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, started. We were right. Actually, it's kind of neat. We kind of grew up with this this phenomenon. Well, I'll, I'll remember Eric Dorneman, uh, my freshman year of high school. So that was two thousand eight, I think. Mm-hmm. he was he he in the hallway was like dude you got to get on facebook it's so cool there's nothing i've never seen anything like it it's so cool and uh i did i got it like like four months later i finally got on board and so i've had one had this facebook since then and um you know i everyone knows what you can do with a facebook you keep in touch with old friends or see what your family's up to you know what day birth people's birthdays are on and um and you can scroll endlessly and you can compare yourself to everyone else you see and you can count the likes you get on your pictures and stuff like that. And that's just Facebook. I mean, I've, I've never had it. I've had a Twitter that I used to, I tweeted like five times and looked at other people's tweets and found pornography on Twitter, uh, which is a thing you can do that. Uh, not to trigger anybody, but I mean, it's freaking everywhere. Um, I've had, I have never had an Instagram um, and I have used Reddit, um, but, uh, I'm not, I, you know what I mean? There's, there's Facebook and then there's like other social medias that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. out there that I, I'm not that familiar with their usage. Did you ever tweet or Instagram? I, I never had an Instagram. I did have a Twitter as well, but it's, it's almost like I, when I was going to describe my Twitter, I was going to describe it almost in the exact same way you just did. I say, I tweeted probably a handful of times, maybe at most 10 times. Um, mostly I used it to look at other people's tweets and then eventually ran into pornography and got rid of it immediately. Yeah, it's there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I got it back like a year ago or so because there's a lot of good like Nebraska football stuff on there and then I got rid of it again. Yeah, man. Uh, so, But you've enjoyed your time without, your, your 10 days without the social media, without Facebook and then you don't have any other social medias. How has it been? Yeah, baby. It's been great. Great. That it has been such a great question to ponder of, um, deep in my soul. There, there was like so much tension with it. Cause, um, 
Facebook eventually, especially the last four years, I feel like since I, um, since I became a missionary and then especially I feel like in the Trump era, Facebook became one of, of two things. It was first and foremost for me, it was just like a distraction tool. It was like, I'd get on and go watch stupid videos, like this endless string of, of, of videos. And for some reason, Facebook found out that I have like two, two deep guilty pleasures. One Tosh.0 videos. I don't know if you like Tosh.0. I shouldn't like Tosh.0, but man, he freaking kills me. He just like pushes the limits so hard. I just can't help but not laugh. Um, And then workaholics videos. So those are like always the the two, two guilty pleasures I'd always run into. And I'd be watching these like endless string of these two back and forth. And I was like, oh, I do not need to watch this. These are not good for me. So those would end up being like, bad long study breaks for me in the last three years of dental school. And then the other thing was just like this political commentary, you know, someone posts something from the right side, then the left side, then you'd see all these comments, these like horrible, nasty conversations on Facebook that would just actually usually leave my heart really, really heavy and, and hurting. Um, and then the, the very last thing I ever really found it useful for was catching up with friends like, Oh, um, Lake and Hubert had a baby. Oh, uh, John Getz is married, you know, just like these like random people from my high school who I hadn't thought about in several years um, was like the very minuscule th- part of Facebook that I used it for. Um, in reality, it's like oh, that that gave me very, very little joy, very little peace right. or pleasure, even even that tiny part. So it the last 10 days have been magnificent. It has totally cut down the amount of time I, I waste, the amount of time I think about silly things. Um, I found myself, I don't know about you, but when I sit down on my laptop and I need to get work done, when I need to answer emails or I'm working on my novel or I need to write something up for, uh, for class or something, the, my very first temptation is to open up Google Chrome and type in Facebook. Yeah. But now that, that temptation is just totally gone. It's like, if you don't want to be in the fight, don't step in the damn boxing rink. And so it's just, just been a beautiful, beautiful way to experience, honestly, just like a lifting, like an untying of a knot within my own life. Wow. So yeah, I feel the same way when I open a, open a computer, it's like, it's a given that for the first 10 minutes, hopefully it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. Hopefully it's like, let's just see what's on Facebook. And then for me, I, I, uh, I scroll Reddit and this is the, this is for, and I want to ask you about this. Um, so Reddit is like this online. I don't know. I don't even know what you did, what you'd call it. It's like news stories or funny posts. It's almost like the internet in a website. It's everything. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. So, so for me, I would scroll, I'd see funny things. I didn't, I don't have an account, but you, it's basically like, if something happened in the last day in sports or worldwide news or something, it would be on Reddit. So I would see if something happened and I would, I would kind of, that's my justification and be like, all right, just to see if anything big happened or if anything super funny got posted. So I'll scroll that. So my, I guess my question is like, do you, do you care what's going on? Do you, do you, (laughs) does it like leave you like wanting to know if there's some like controversy with the Olympics or some, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in, in Europe or something like that. Great question. 
Great question. I, that's where I got to the point where I, that, that was one of the, uh, the temptations to keeping Facebook was like, oh, this is kind of my way to stay plugged in, kind of my way to stay informed. You know, I can go home for Christmas and talk with my mom and dad about this and that and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, I could still go other places, but quite honestly, it's gotten to the point where it's not necessarily that I don't care. It's that it's actually, and it's not like it's bad for me either. It's just that I have found myself becoming less attached to becoming informed and just more attached to other things in my life. Well, like I, um, I have, I think the, uh, the, uh, the American, what do you call it? The, um, not the salt, the, uh, the wasp in me, sorry, wasp, <laughs> salt and wasp, a different kind of, uh, acronym. Yeah. The wasp in me wants me to just like always be learning and always be moving and efficient and all that stuff. And yeah, this does help my efficiency, but honestly, it just helps me to be more at peace and being less informed. If it helps me be more at peace and more, more of my own sainthood, then it's good for me. That's fantastic. That's awesome, man. That's actually given me a lot of reasons to, to back away. Another one that excuse that I've used in the last three years is that I've been communications director at a church at a parish sure sure so you have to have a facebook to use the facebook app uh and to to post things on facebook you could i guess i don't i don't i i don't know if there's there's probably a way around it but uh, i mean i use that or i update our statuses and i i shoot out messages or uh create events that kind of thing using facebook and i've been sort of staving off like deleting my facebook because i'm like well i i need to to use it for the church somehow but it's it's interesting like it i don't know how much good it's doing i don't know how, how to do a job as a church communications director like who's at your parish how do you hear stuff about the parish yeah i don't know we got one of those flock notes do you guys have those texts flock note yeah yeah we yeah do. yeah or else we got a bulletin but you famously said that your bulletin's incredible oh we've got an amazing bulletin <laughs> Unbelievable bulletin. It's I can't I can't wait to see your bulletin at your wedding. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that'll be the main event. Um check out this bulletin, everyone. I'm gonna say that in the best fair speech. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's like is it being used for good or uh like this that bit of social media? What if what about the church side of social media? And I have another, I guess I have another bit about this, but well, that's 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 my kind of question is like, does it have a place? Does it still have a place? And, and I think it does, but but what place does it have? Well, I, I will say as a as a, someone who you know my my job is like thinking about how to how to get information in the in the hands of seven thousand families, and there are all types of different families. Some of them only read the bulletin. Some of them are on social media. Some of them check email. Some of them are like just text me if you need anything. So it's like an impossible thing to encounter. But but but. Uh, you got to think like a hundred years ago, how, how did parishes or dioceses get information? There's just like one way or two ways. It was either the, the bishop or the priest said it in a homily, or it was in some kind of like the, a bulletin or, or a message like a, like a newspaper, right? There's not, yeah. the, and the, the amount of options has made it impossible to find anything because there are so many options to uh that you could find out something about the church yeah totally. part of me is like well what, what if we just had one way what if it was just like one website it's our own website and everyone tune in what if you guys had your own channel on the tv did you think about that nate 
channel maybe channel five maybe six mm. maybe seven seven maybe yeah um well yeah it's it's like I definitely think social media has its place and it's got its great uses, right? It's not an inherent evil at all. It's, it's actually, it's, it's meant to do something good. And um, it's just funny. It's like, cause I've heard so many things. People talk about how the Mormon church is really, really good with social media. They've got a great hashtag. I'm a Mormon. Um, I remember hearing about this when I was a missionary, how they were like trying to come up with what's the Catholic hashtag. Like, what do we do? Keep brainstorming all this stuff. Um yeah, I'm a Catholic. You can't just steal that. Um, so yeah, so it's like I definitely think it does because there's certain people who who you could definitely reach over social media. But for me, it's it's more so like what's what's the personal? Where does this have in my own heart? Where does this have in my own soul? Yeah, and for you, it it does not have a place right now. Right, you know, right. I'm more at peace without it. And it, I, I Alec, Alec told me that he he was off it uh, yesterday, and so I spent the day without it and. Uh, I'll tell you, you don't have a desk job. Everyone with a desk job might experience this. Like when um, all day to day when I was um, between tasks or say something got was slower than I was hoping, I had this thought, all right, let me just go to Facebook and because there's a lull right now. So I need to be, mm-hmm. I need to be entertained. And I, I caught myself, I don't know, 10 times about to type in Facebook or typing it in. And then like, it's, as it's loading, I'm like, Oh wait, I gave that up. I, I just, <laughs> yesterday I was not going to do this. So it's a, it is ingrained man. And for those of us and so many people spend all day at a computer, like basically thinking their way through their job. And it's so nefarious. Have you seen um, the documentary about Facebook and, and social media, the social dilemma? No, 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 no. But I've seen the trailer for it. It looked incredible. You should watch it. It'll it'll affirm your decision to get off social media. Okay, because I remember just seeing even in the trailer that there it's about like ex engineers and all this stuff, people who have basically designed it to be addictive and all that. Right, and it's funny that it's on Netflix because Netflix works in the same way with this <laughs> yeah. endless scroll mm-hmm. idea, and we've all we've all scrolled. You said you said it before. Oh. Endless videos. Yeah, the fact that you never have to click next page. Um. It's just, you're just going and you never, it never stops. And it's just always figuring out what you like to see. And yeah, these engineers will give these testimonies of like, we studied addiction and we figured out what would make people click and watch more ads and, and, and generate more money. So very scary. It's, I don't know. And then you see TikTok, I think is the, the new ultimate drug yeah that's what people have been telling me I, I i don't have one i've seen i've seen probably yeah 20 different tiktok videos people will text me or something and they freaking kill me they're they're great stuff it's it's really funny but it just seems like it's even worse almost where it's just basically like just cheap laughs on a phone real quick or um yeah cheap cheap hits basically um trying to get anything and everything to kind of keep you keep your mind occupied you remember vine Oh, I loved Vine. It was amazing. We made some Vines. Remember on brocation number two? I, I saw some, some uh, comment uh, about how like there were iconic Vines that I, you and I can still remember. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. Like one, the one that was brought up was the sign, the guy who, who saw a, a sign that said uh, roadwork ahead. Mm-hmm. And he goes, roadwork ahead? I sure hope it does. And like, I, I saw that Vine and I watched it at the time and I'll never forget him saying that. And 
there is so this this guy who was commenting was like there were dozens of iconic vines and there is not a single iconic tiktok it is so fleeting uh-huh. and it is so just date like minute by the minute and not by the day or not by the it's not thinking in terms of like i don't know yeah yeah long duration it's just fleeting sugar that yeah you need to keep scrolling you know? well so you know this is this is kind of been making me think about um of like the uh well we, we've talked about the benedict option before you know like this what what pope benedict the 16th has done which is basically stepped away you know he stepped away and um i don't know if you could say like secluded himself i i, I don't feel informed enough to, to talk about this in a, a a good informed manner and tell people about it i don't know maybe you could but also just just like the um the question of why I mean, like, why is it okay for some people to go and put themselves in a, um, a cloistered monastery or a cloistered convent or something like, isn't that, is that, why is that okay? Shouldn't we be going out? Shouldn't we be going making uh, disciples of all nations? I, I, that, that was kind of one of the questions that popped in my head as I was thinking through this. Well, first of all, I think you know this, but the Benedict option is named after St. Benedict, not Pope Benedict. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that actually. So thank you. I'm glad I feel like an idiot, but that's okay. Well, this is good. I'm glad you're informing me. No, no. Benedict who, who like the father of monasteries and in in close. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the Benedict option is sort of his, like this modern movement to, to separate yourselves and, and, and to live in small town Kansas. It's not, yeah. So Benedict or the 16th happened to have done the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jinx, on, jinx on the other Benedict. It's yeah. crazy. That's but, funny. Uh, <laughs> no, it's interesting. It, it's like, so is it just your demeanor? Like are, some people are prepared or, or charismed, gifted to be missionaries and to live in like your buddy Seth is yeah. about to move to Brook, Brooklyn, right? Or yeah. The Bronx. The Bronx. And he's going Going, going to be a, mis- a missionary servant to to the folks. CFRs. Yeah, he'll be a CFR. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Yeah, I mean, he's not. It's not like he's going to be drinking in their culture and spitting it back out in a different way. He's he's going to be living very differently than anyone there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be wild. But yeah, it's just like it kind of baffles me that like certain people are called to be secluded, called to be very different than the life that Jesus led. You know, it's like, yeah, they're living um, like Jesus and his virtues and all this stuff. But certain people are called to just be like, like St. Teresa of Lisieux. St. Teresa of Lisieux has truly changed the entire world with her theology, right? She's a doctor of the church. Yes, she lived in a tiny cloistered convent in the Sioux, France. It's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know, even, even changing the world, like. It puts a lot of pressure on the folks who decide to stay at home or, or stay in, in their a smaller town or, or something like that. Like, I'm in a, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. We, we talk about this a lot. Like, well, what, are, what are you meant to do? Are you, are we supposed to be making friends with folks who are, or are not challenging us in virtue? Or are we supposed to surround ourselves purely with folks who are going to sort of inspire us to be saints or call us out? Yeah. Or live yeah. the way that we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm a guy who, who is, I've, my whole life I've, I've been surrounded by Catholics pretty good ones. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't have a ton of friends who are, I don't have any, I've barely any friends who are like atheists or agnostic. 
or even your, or, or even just like like Protestant. I, I do more so lately. Um, you know, folks who think differently than me, but I golly, so many of my friends and the people I spend all my time with are folks who basically see the world in the same way that I do. Very similar to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a great question. Just like personal discernment within all this. And, and it's like, it, they are specific calls with all of this. Um, yeah, that's where it's just like, I think finally Jesus got through to my head. The Holy Spirit just kept screaming at me. Look how much time you're wasting. Look how stupid this is. Look how bad this is for you. And it's like, eventually I got to take care of my own soul before I think about taking care of for others. Cause it's like Facebook was not doing me any good nor anyone else good yeah. through me. So how do you deal with the uh, stupid boredom? Like the two seconds of boredom, like, you know how you, and, and you're kind of conditioned. That's what the social dilemma is about. Like it, it right. you to need something next. Do you feel yeah. that in the last 10 days? Have you no, been, I need I, something in, to look at. Absolutely. Great question. So I remember when I was first, um, like first really growing in virtue in college and especially as a missionary, I remember Jesus was like really releasing me of some of these attachments um, I remember my team director Fallon describing it to me as like how difficult that transition period is, is while we're becoming detached from something. It's like our hands are empty. And Nate, you can see right now on my Zoom screen, my hands are empty. Yeah, I see. There's nothing in them. Nothing so in it's it. like, yeah, what do, you, what do you do with these hands with nothing in them? Um, and that's what I felt when I opened up my computer screen is like, uh, it's this awkward moment where there's, there's nothing to do with my hands. You right. know, it's this Will Ferrell-esque moment. So I immediately am like, Oh, well, I can go to YouTube probably and find something else. But I'm like, no, 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 that's stupid. That's just like defeating the whole purpose. And so, yeah, right now I, I don't know. I'm still just like conditioned to jump to the next thing instead of doing what I'm supposed to do, which is go straight to my email and answer that email or go straight to the word document with, with my, the next chapter that I'm sketching or go, you know, straight to this or that, that I'm supposed to actually take care of. It's just funny. It's like, I am right now I'm, I'm trying to skip on to the next addiction. Man, that's kind of scary. And I feel Isn't like, that crazy. Yeah. I just feel it. You really almost need to have like an on-ramp. So to, and in something I do at work, um, is, uh, you know, when I'm not typing or calling or something like that, I'll, um, and, and I'll be feeling like I need to go to Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll write a, I'll pull out a, my stationery and write a thank you note to some, oh, uh, nice. some parishioner because it's mindless. It's just like just a handwritten note saying, Hey, gosh, thanks for, for, your, for your gift, whatever. But it, it doesn't require thought or effort. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm, if that's like social media, like coaching me that like you can't be thinking all day do people do people just think all day like operate all uh, thinking hard for like 12 hours a day is that how is that how life is oh i don't know that sounds terrible man (laughs) sounds horrible man it sounds horrible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know so some forms of social media yeah we've we've mentioned some and in you and i are maybe not the ones to talk about like instagram and like some of the other pressures from it because we're we're neither of us are posters totally we don't, yeah. don't uh, share things or take pictures. You know what? My my buddy today or yesterday, I think it happened, but um, he he posted a meme to Twitter. He created something. It was a meme of Dr. Taylor Marshall. Um, yeah. It was like 
I didn't, it wasn't that funny to me, but it was Taylor Marshall like 15 times in, in the YouTube video, like um, screenshot. And he had edited it to make it like a funny, like uh, was cloning myself a mistake, I think was the caption. It was like it was a fake YouTube video. It was like eh, mildly funny, like barely funny at all. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he posted it, got a ton of likes and views and shares. And Taylor Marshall retweeted it and said, LOL. No way. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I don't know. That's another, I guess, aspect of this whole thing where like you can create stuff. And this is like, I don't know if, if both of these characters existed, my buddy Jay, and then a author, you know, he would have been a radio host or something 50 years ago, but a nationwide figure, they never could have interacted. No, no, no. Totally. Yeah. That's funny how you can like, you can connect with famous people on Twitter and Instagram, you know, it's nuts. Does, uh, does Emily have Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, anything like that? No, uh, she, she does own an Instagram account, but, um, I don't think she's posted. She, she posted something when we got engaged, which was nice in December. Okay, cool. Yeah, it is funny. We're probably two of the least <laughs> qualified people to talk about this, which is okay. I'm fine with it because I just feel like detached. Like I can speak to this, like yeah, from a very like third person perspective. But Claire got rid of her Instagram, but she she talked a lot about how um while she was at Auburn, especially just like how important it was for her to show like how many how many followers she had and all this stuff. So it is. It's a it's a whole nother um perspective of this which is like that attacks your freaking identity to the core it's like the number of followers and retweets and likes and stuff all the time i don't know that's that's a whole nother aspect so i just imagine the pressure uh, yeah of thinking like everything has got to be good and then even even like working for the church in that flock note you mentioned you yeah or our facebook post as a church we um I look at all these comments and I, I, feel, I put so much pressure on myself and like on my heart of everything that everyone who sees these posts think, you know? Yeah. If they say something negative, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they hate me. I hate me. I hate myself. I no, hate you. Me. Don't No, you Yeah, don't, no, but man. it's, yeah, I know I don't, but it's, it's easy to get into the spiral yeah. of like, this guy didn't like what I said. And then. All yeah. This, I'm a piece of crap. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Well, I don't have too much else on it. I, I just I think it's been really good and really, really wearing on my heart and like in a very good way that I, I really wanted to talk to you about it and uh, throw it on the pod, see what other people I'm thought too. You know, I'm glad you got off and it's kind of, it's going to inspire me. I, I'm, I'm one day, one day off of Facebook and yeah, maybe one day sober. So we'll see. I'll, I'll do the next 10 days or 15 days and see how I, my bachelor party is actually, um, I'll see you in like a week. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Maybe we should mm-hmm. be part of the bachelor party. Yeah, oh, that'd be super cool. Yeah, it's been a very freeing experience. But before we close, we've got I've got so actually two two social medias that I have found to be their most real social medias. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What's the other one? Venmo. Venmo. Venmo is pretty incredible. That was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot about Venmo. I could scroll through Venmo all day. Um, I love seeing other people Venmo's captured. Except, did you know that they're charging? Like sometimes they're going to start charging percentages of certain things on Venmo. Really? Yeah. Just silly goofs. Actually, I think I'm supposed to like confirm my identity or something today on Venmo. Um, So the, um, the other one that I have loved uh, as a homeowner, don't want to brag, but for the last four months or something, when I bought this house, I got a a note or something in the mail to say like, Hey, you should download next door. 
it it's a it's facebook for your local community for your neighborhood so you can post and you can do reviews and you can take pictures and and uh and put it on next door so i've been on this next door app it's great it has been so much fun it is the craziest app if you don't have it it is full of bored homeowners uh complaining about services complaining about like uh amazon drop-offs and uh people walking too aggressively in their neighborhood <laughs> uh, it's pictures of plants and saying like what is this plant it's the wildest thing you'll ever see as a homeowner. Like, it's incredible like someone's saying i saw a snake today and then people are like well what did it look like <laughs> it's like it's a good look and they're just like i don't know like five-year-old people <laughs> yeah. i didn't get a good look <laughs> it's so funny but, oh, man. so i've been on it i peruse it and i i one of my favorite things to do because my fiance works the night shift so i uh some nights i'm like i don't have anything going on so let me just <laughs> let me just take screenshots of what goes on on next door and i'll send them to emily to give her a kick right <laughs> so I said, give, give us some of these you sent me okay so uh, a couple weeks ago i saw this one from uh, Lindsay blake here in, in the neighborhood uh heading cockroach anyone awake and can come kill a cockroach i live in the belvedere no, I'm not kidding. It's got 249 comments. Oh my freaking gosh. That would have been like, that's literally, I bet the most comments I ever had was like when Claire and I got engaged, maybe got a hundred comments. So, They're all like, congrats. I don't know. I that's wild. I cannot imagine what happened with Lindsay. I hope she's- I'm not kidding. So uh, someone asking for a good strawberry cake. Um, she's new to the area and she's pregnant. She needs a strawberry cake right now. Mm. Um, this guy mm. was pissed off. My golfing buddies informed me that the Bank of America- will no longer be processing checks. I no longer consider them a first-class bank. That's a, That was a all caps uh, post. <laughs> we'll no longer consider. Um, uh, here's one. <laughs> Has anyone noticed that the Popeye's chicken pieces are getting smaller? <laughs> That's from Virginia. Uh, oh, man. Somebody posted that I have a cat that has been in, stuck in a tree for five days. She's unable to come down in the fire department. <laughs> I'm afraid she's going to die. She's oh, the poor cat. What kind of a fire department's out there in the woods? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Man. And then finally, that's uh, a catastrophe. Dude, speaking of that type of joke, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I got to tell you this. We we were I was at lunch today, and someone was telling the story about our new associate pastor who was kind of ticked off, and because someone was confused about his cassock. And, uh, and he was just, I don't know why I was ticked off about it, but, uh, they were like, so no, you have to be in some kind of order. What order are you in? And the priest goes, the order of Melchizedek and uh, oh, nice. really aggressively. And so someone shared that story with me and I said, gosh, you didn't have to be such a Melchizedek dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I enjoyed, uh, I've never thought of the word dick being in Melchizedek. <laughs> Uh, that was great did you ever hear how sam johnson thought every time they said in the line of the priests malchizedek what did he think sam always thought it was in the line of the priests well he's a dead <laughs> well he's a dead sam johnson unbelievable mm -hmm. gotta get him on the podcast again Mm -hmm. uh so there's another a couple ones complaining about chipotle services and then oh the dude dude the chipotle one man that was really funny the senior citizen one 
Oh, oh yeah. So this gentleman, Phil, uh, he goes to the new Chipotle, brand new, uh, in my part of town. I was psyched that they built this Chipotle. Um, and him and his wife usually get a bowl that we usually split. Okay, I'll read it. We've been going to the one by the Woodlands Mall for 15 years, getting a bowl, and they've split it with different beans. We've never added additional ingredients. We just split them in half. We gave for $15 as a senior couple. The new one would not do that. They made us get two bowls. Just goes to show these people who own the new one don't care about helping people. It's all about money to them. <laughs> I'll not go back. Well, Phil, it's all about money for you too, man. Yeah, well, oh, man, that's so funny. It is all about money. But the <laughs> finally, there's this one. It's all just stuff like this. I don't know. I just find it so funny. It's so freaking funny, Nate. There's one. A, there's a picture of a a yard. Someone someone saw a yard that was decorated. It was like it looked like it got pranked with upside down pineapples. Yeah. So there's upside down pineapples everywhere in the yard, and it looks like a kind of a funny prank, I guess. And yeah. So this guy who's walking by took a picture and he's like, look at this. Someone, someone really got, got on our, on our street. And he's just, he had no idea. It was just a funny thing. And then everyone's like, you know what that means? Right. And, and dozens of people are like, I don't think that is what you think it is. And he's like, well, tell me about it. And so then people are sharing like, no, that means that that house hosted a swinger party. last. (gasps) What? A pineapple upside down denotes that, you are down to swing no that your neighbor and there's like all these different like if it's on your porch it means there's something going on right now if it's in your yard it's mean you're down and you're interested so come and ask about it there's all these different positions of an upside down pineapple you're kidding you can you can like be down to to swing couples yeah wow i had no idea informative post on uh who lives in a pineapple under the swing gosh man that is that's crazy never would have thought of that in a million years yeah no it, it's an interesting choice with the pineapple it's a sad reality i've heard i've heard uh more in the last year about people, couples doing this type of thing i have heard like in kind of wealthier areas that is sort of a you know like the woodlands or uh, lake travis area like reclares from it seems like it, you, you hear stories like that more often Dang, man, that's too bad. That's too bad. I just had a few I remembered. I don't I don't look at the I don't actually have the app. Um, I used to look at it online, but I just got rid of it because it was too much. Uh, but there were a few, man. The one of the very first ones when Claire and I got it was uh, I get the email updates still. So a lot of times I just the the title will catch my eye and I like I gotta read this. One of them, the title was simply poop in lowercase letters. <laughs> so I was like, what what's what's this all about? And it said, and then all caps in the description, dogs pooping in my yard. <laughs> People get so pissed about the yeah, dog. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, like 10% of the posts on. Oh, all about dog poop, man. It's great. Um, I had another one that was titled, can't we all just be friends? Uh, which was just so sad to see that this guy had oh, started. He, he said, I'd really like to meet some friends in our area. And I rented out a room at the Arbor, which is a, a little coffee shop. I was thinking if anyone wants to come, we could just all split the room up. So then people started commenting like, oh, this is a scam, blah, blah, blah. You're just trying to get people's money, all this stuff. And he was just really, really upset. I'm sure it's just some lonely old, like 60 year old dude. Oh man, I felt so bad for the guy. That's when I got rid of the app. Cause it was like, oh, poor That's guy. Breaking. God. Yeah. 
All right, and then I was looking at some of my old emails. This one kind of cracked me up. The title is Jashanta Murray. Does anyone know a Jashanta Murray? I keep getting her mail. She must have a newborn because I have received formula, was sent back via UPS, medical insurance info, and recently something from a pediatric office. I do send them back, but I'm not sure if she was mixing up her own address with mine. So if anyone knows Jashanta Murray, (laughs) let me know. We'll get you in touch. That's important stuff. That is important stuff. Yeah, it's just like, man. She's not getting her baby formula. Yeah, formula is expensive, man. Is it really? Do you guys use it? It is very expensive. We used it like a handful of times, maybe not a lot. Um, Wasted at weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, no, no. I don't think, I can't remember why we used it. Um. I don't remember, honestly, there was, um, people have told me though, and Claire, I think maybe did this like once or twice where it's like, if, if she was breastfeeding and, um, she had like had a glass of wine or a a margarita or something, she could pump afterward and then mark those with a, a W or an A or something W for wine or a for alcohol. And people have said, if your baby is really having a tough time sleeping, give them that one. And it'll knock them out. We're trying to get these babies drunk. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. Uh huh. I thought it was brilliant, but also kind of disgusting. It's Uh, it's time. Nice little cocktail. Isn't that a white Russian? I mean, that's, (laughs) I was listening to the rewatchables in the big bit Lebowski. Y'all have a Caucasian. What a brilliant nickname for a white Russian. You ever uh, had a white Russian? I have. Yeah, they're pretty good. The perfect Christmas drink. Yeah, I was about to say I have it around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's good. Yeah. All right. So we, we, we endorse Nextdoor. Uh, if you want, if you if you want to spend a time on an app, it should be on Nextdoor. Yeah, we have unendorsed Facebook. No. Um, not necessarily. No. No, it's just just a good thing to bring up. Good thing to kind of discern and just ask. I think. Um, for me, it was like finally like being inspired by my wife and and, and John Michael Lucido gotten rid of it. And it was just like, you know what? Let's try this out. The, the nice thing about Facebook is you can just deactivate it. You don't have to get rid of it altogether. Yeah. You know? Well, if you if you're finding yourself like struggling to get rid of it or it, you're pushing back against it, then maybe that's all the more reason to try it for yeah, you know, just absolutely for every other month and, and um, you know, be sure you're not unduly addicted to uh the thing that is designed to addict you to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I just heard a lot of, uh, dicks there, Nate. Hmm. I think you're five minutes of the it's very Freudian of, uh, of you to, to go straight to that. Um, oh, isn't that right? Freudian. Yeah. Yeah. Freudian slip. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll close there. All right. Cool. I right, love you, Nate. Thanks for recording tonight. Thanks for staying up too. Oh, absolutely. Good, uh, good insights, man. I'm, I'm going to deactivate my face. Good talk. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll chat with you. I'll text you Friday after I pack from all that stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. I'm going to keep it real with you.